0: Talkzone.com and welcome to a beautiful Monday here on the TalkZone.com. We hope everybody out there had a uh, great weekend, sports and or otherwise. Some of your sports teams winning, some of your sports teams losing, but hopefully. Hopefully, Brady, our listeners are mature enough in their own sophistication that they can overcome any sports deficiencies and still not let it affect their family life and enjoy their daily proceedings. It's not the end of the world, and it is the holiday
1: season, so absolutely everybody should be cheerful.
0: A lot of kids are getting a little excited, one week of school, and then they're off for the uh, holiday break. Brady, you are now no longer educationally dysfunctional, but you do remember back to your days when you look forward to the holiday break.
1: Absolutely. Winter break was the best part of the year, because spring break, you know, you only get one week. Right. And uh, summer, well, I mean, nothing compares to summer, but a two-week break in the middle of the school year... Mm-hmm. Was great. Yep. Absolutely great.
0: No question about it. The only bad thing was as we uh, transition into a little sports talk here. And again, thank you so much for joining us. Our phone lines are open if you want to brag about your team's victories over the weekend. If you want to uh, cry about some disappointing losses, well, maybe not cry, but you need a little sympathy. Need a little shoulder, need a little pat on the back, a little comforting. That's what uh, me, the coach of Brady Stiff, my co-partner today, are here for. You can dial it up, 888-463-6748. Our services are free from 10 to 11 o'clock, Brady. I know after 11, when the show is not on, you charge a rather significant uh, fees 25 an hour.
1: Yeah, That's it? Yeah, well, uh, I'm still young, so
0: yeah. as I
1: get older, the price goes up.
0: That's not too bad, but but getting back real quick to the two-week... Christmas vacation. You're very right. I mean, you know, when you're a kid, that's the the ultimate. Right. And, and then it even gets especially better. when
1: you get presents in the middle. You know, yes. you know, whether it's Hanukkah or Christmas,
0: yeah,
1: a ton of presents in the middle, food, you know, all the food you can eat. Uh, it was just sledding, snowball fights. It's almost as good as summer, mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. But I'm still partial to summer.
0: And then it even it gets worse. When I say worse, I'm going to uh, tell you why in a second because it builds you up to ultimate. Disappointment, but when you go to college and you get break and you come home, it's not two weeks. Now you get three, three, right, four in some schools as much as a five week break. Well, some school, some schools
1: are off from Thanksgiving yes. until they go back to school in January. Yeah, that's almost too long for mm-hmm. me. I yeah, my school was three weeks, Indiana University, and uh, I was ready to go back as mm-hmm. soon as New Year's New Year's hit. Mm-hmm. You know, the the extra week was almost
0: too much. But I still enjoyed it nonetheless. I tried to find a college uh, that was in reverse where you'd have all this time off and then, like, for two weeks for Christmas, you'd actually go to school. Right. And maybe for spring break for a week, you'd actually go back to academics and the rest of the time was off. (laughs) I couldn't find any of those, but I I looked through that, like, 180-page college (laughs) book. I was searching. Well, see, in my day, day, we had the
1: Internet, so we could Google it. Probably, yeah. probably when you were looking for colleges, there was no there was I no had to Google. let my,
0: my, my fingers do the walking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back in the old days, no question about it. But uh, all right, so so now here's where I'm getting to is you lead to the ultimate disappointment. So you get the, you know, through your kindergarten, grade school, junior high years, the week break, the two-week break, college. You got a month off. It's a beautiful thing. You get used to it. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. And then you get your first job. Now, I don't know how many college kids are able to get their first job right now. but Not me. Back in the day, uh, it was a little bit easier. Right. Hopefully it will be in the not-too-distant future. We probably have a lot of out-of-work people listening to our show, Brady, and it's not something to joke about. We wish everyone the best. A lot times are tough. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden you get a job, and now the holiday season comes. And your boss, uh, you know, you're used to like two weeks off. Right. Your boss informs you, uh, you know, have the afternoon off, Christmas off, and we'll see you on Friday. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like, what?
1: <laughs> my my good friend got a job as a uh, account manager, and uh, I think for CDW. Mm-hmm. And. He'll be working on Christmas Eve. Yep. Off on Christmas and back at work the next yeah, day. It is. I remember the
0: first couple of years, it hits you like a cold yeah. shower.
1: And then you don't get you don't get summer break off no, anymore. No, no, I don't. You're think working. So. You're working yeah. downtown yeah, when it's 90 me, degrees uh, outside.
0: Excuse me, boss. When is spring break? Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 Rookie, intern. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's a little rough once you start. Where you get used to it, but those right. first couple years, yeah, can be a little tough. Right. Here at the TalkZone.com, though, I think all the producers. I think they get some mandatory psychological time off because dealing with all the different hosts that they have, I think they need that time off. They come back refreshed and better. And, of course, uh, I mention that because our fine producer today, as per always, David Olson in the house. Hopefully, uh, David, everything good over the weekend? He's shaking his head. It appears to be good. (laughs) Hopefully I hope his so. wife didn't have to bring out the golf clubs. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> All, right. All right. Now that we've got that covered, let's get to the sports talk uh, over the weekend. Uh, of course, it was a football Friday, big football weekend among the NFL games. We had a little bit of college football. You had the Heisman Award, uh, Brady. NBA and the NHL in full tilt. And we have a new champion on the PBA Pro Bowlers Tour, which I know really? you're excited about. Oh, so excited. I yeah, very had cool no story. Idea. Tom Smallwood. I read this. Doing the research that I do for the show. Okay. Tom Smallwood, he was, speaking of out of work, this is the feel-good stories that I love so much about sports. Out of work, uh, factory worker. He was not a pro bowler. Uh Uh-huh. Factory worker. Was he
1: around here? Huh? Was he around here? No. Okay, just.
0: Yeah. By the way, we're on the internet. Right. We are being heard in seven different continents and across the beautiful United States. When you say around here more specifically. Chicago. That's where our show was out. Right. Right. Yeah. We're hoping so, to so do a it, few more remotes, by the way. I'm hopefully. working on Florida and Hawaii. I'd like to do a few shows out of there.
1: I would love to come with you.
0: Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> especially, had,
1: especially now that it's cold and rainy and snowy and well, I was disgusting outside. Planning the remote and planning
0: the trip, I had thought of a few other partners besides <laughs> you, Brady. I wasn't the first picture you and me walking hand in hand on the beach? But uh, you know, why not? If if the other eight or nine uh, young ladies fall through, you might be the next to come. All right. Are you How's taking that? paradise too? Are you taking Paradise? We're going to talk about Paradise. It's (laughs) an off weekend for Paradise. Oh, a rough weekend for Paradise. But anyhow, so you got any? Oh yeah, the Tom Small, with the factory worker, right? PBA bowling. uh, I guess he joined the Pro Bowlers tour, but he was not a quote unquote professional. Uh This guy had a regular job, and he ends out getting better and better, and he ends out winning fifty thousand dollars in the Pro Bowler World Championships in Wichita, Kansas this weekend. A feel good story if I ever hope. Absolutely, it sounds like Kurt Warner. Yeah. Coming,
1: uh, you know, stocking grocery shelves and then mm-hmm. playing in the, in the Arena League, and now he's mm-hmm. a Super Bowl winner yeah. and resurrected his career with the Cardinals. But I love those kind of stories. Yeah. It's part of what makes sports so great. Right. Robbie Gould, a construction worker, now kicking for the Bears, mm-hmm.
0: and one of the best kickers in the league. Gold or gold? Gold. Thank gold, it. gold. Good as gold. One of the best kickers yeah. in the league, except when he kicks the ball out of bounds
1: to start <laughs> the second half. But, yeah. but
0: all kidding aside, he is he is the least of the Bears' problems. That's right. He's been phenomenal here at Chicago. Brady, I've avoided talking about it for eight minutes and nine seconds now. We must bring it up. Yeah, Packer week time. again, an ultimate disappointment. Your beloved Bears knocked off in another, for the most part, dismal performance.
1: Yeah, and it's not good when you have twice as many penalty yards as you do rushing yards. Yeah, 13 penalties for like 130 yards or something like that, and I think most of them were on the offensive line. Uh, Chris Williams filling in for Orlando Pace at left tackle had at least three, including one where he nearly broke Clay Matthews Jr.'s neck uh, on a, I think it was called, illegal hands to the face. It was just a friendly face Right, right. On a screen pass, that was going the opposite way, mind you, where he didn't really have to touch him at all. But um, this is probably one of the most undisciplined football teams I have ever seen. I don't know how many false start penalties have been called this year, but uh, way too many for an NFL team, way too many for week 14 of the of the season. This this stuff should not be happening mm-hmm. in week 14. I don't care how bad you are, and the Bears are bad. We know this.
0: I thought Brian uh, Billick, who was the caller announcer for the game, ex-coach, could be a little bit obnoxious at times. He certainly was as a coach, but I thought he did a heck of a job as the color announcer and I think he stated it early in the game after like the first quarter, a Chicago Bears team which still has a mathematical chance of making the playoffs. Right. You would expect them to come out on their home field against their arch rival, the story tradition of the Bears and Packers and the two words he used, and he was right on, with a sense of urgency mm-hmm. and a great focus. Well, if you're jumping off sides consistently, that's not that, that's focus. Right. You gotta have intense concentration. And focus and the sense of urgency was apparent or lack thereof when Ryan Grant ran for sixty-two yards. I thought Brian Billick nailed it.
1: Right, very and first, yeah,
0: very first play of the game.
1: On that play, there were some terrible tackling angles taken. Uh, the defensive line got completely blown out of the water by mm-hmm. the by the Packers' offensive line, which the Packers' O line has taken some uh, you know a lot of criticism early in the season. They were terrible, worse than the Bears' offensive line. I think Rodgers has been sacked, Aaron Rodgers. Has been sacked the most times in the NFL. The Bears got to him twice yesterday, mm-hmm. but they really should have gotten to him more. Uh, just I because it...
0: overall, after the first run, I thought the Bears' defense played pretty
1: good. You know, the, the third quarter yesterday was the best quarter of yes. football the Bears have played all year, all phases.
0: Yes, it was. It was right. like most teams put together games when the offense and defense clicked. The Bears haven't done that, but you're right. The third quarter. Best combo, offense-defense finally coming through. The defense was really getting after it. The
1: offense was efficient. Cutler was... He had time. He was making really good throws. He really had two touchdown passes, but only one counted. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, they had the lead going into the fourth quarter, and then Cutler goes and throws another interception. Mm -hmm. And whether that was his fault, we could debate all day. But the fact of the matter is... The Bears need to put together a complete game, and they haven't done that all year, mm-hmm. unless they're playing the Lions or the Browns.
0: Chicago fans, you want to dial in, talk about your Bears, 888-463-6748. Two guys and a Mike praise step sitting in chair number two today. J.B. Jordan Burnfield going to be in tomorrow. Mark Carmen, Wednesday, a veritable cornucopia of outstanding young hosts, or in the case of Mark Carmen. Not so young so host. will be rotating through <laughs> during this week, but uh, talk some sports with us. 888-463-6748. You can also email us at Mike2Guys, M-I-C number two, Mike2Guys two at A-O-L dot com. Eminently a disappointing defeat. The second interception by Jake Cutler killed him, and you talked about penalties, and Brian Billick, I thought, nailed it again. And I haven't thought about this concept, but he got me to think about it, and I think he nailed it. That's what a good color announcer does. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this comment. He said it's the pre-start and post-play penalties that kill you. Right. The yeah. during the play penalties, you know, the interference, a little roughing, or you know, those are bad, but you can live with those. It's the pre-play and post-play, the late hits, the jumping offset, the the pre-start and the post-start penalties that really kill you. That hurt the Bears yesterday. And again, I thought Double B nailed it.
1: Right, and that's where that's where discipline and focus come into play big time because, you know, false starts, that's all, I mean, that's not coaching. That's a player being ready to play, knowing the snap count, knowing what he's supposed to do, not being phased by a team showing blitz or, you know, trying to get you to jump mm-hmm. off sides. That's
0: all on the players. By the way, not so easy. No. You know, Yahoo's like us can sit in our couch and, you know, oh, how's the guy jump off sides? Now, I'm not, you know, they're getting paid tons of money. They're the best in the world and they're pro, so they shouldn't do it. But you break out of the huddle and you get how many seconds to think about the play call? The quarterback says, all right, X squared three on four. Right. Ready, break. So they get about two seconds to go through their head what play it is and where they're supposed to play. And you'd think by week 14, you should know. It should be like
1: clockwork of in your head. They
0: but, but again, I'm just trying to put it out there. It's a little bit tougher. Then the yahoos like you and me that sit and watch the game might think. So they have to concentrate on the play, who they're going to block now. Now they get to the line, and those of us that follow football know that the defense can move. Right. And the offensive line cannot. Right. So now you've got shifting defenses in your center calling the different options. So you got to worry about that. you got the crowd hollering, you got the play call, and you still got to remember the snap. I'm not excusing them. I'm just making a quick point but there's the, a little more to it than you think. The fact remains that
1: the best teams are disciplined teams and the best offensive lines are disciplined ones. Yep. So if you're going to be a good team with a good offensive line, you don't have these false start penalties that happen at home. This this not even like it's on the road, you know, in Minnesota at the Loud Metrodome. This is at home and you've got this many false start penalties.
0: Inexcusable. Yep. No question about it. No, uh, we did uh analyze the Bears mathematical oper- uh possibilities of making the playoffs, and apparently Brady Sands a plane crash or a natural disaster. Can we now confirm the Chicago Bears no longer have a mathematical chance? For the third year in a row. Yep. Third year Being in a row. Being part of the
1: playoffs. Since the Super Bowl uh mm-hmm. season, they have not been back to the postseason. And um a lot he- of people are calling for Lovey Smith's head. Yeah, mm-hmm. I- I'm on that bandwagon, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a large it's time. head, by the way. Yeah. He's got a big melon. Yeah. Speaking of Lovey Smith, he made one of the worst coaching decisions I've ever seen
0: right, yesterday. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, but go ahead. Describe the play. I'm, I'm talking about listeners across the country.
1: I'm talking about the play where Greg Olson went up for a catch and hit the ground and the ball came out. Clearly an incompletion. First, Lovey calls a timeout. Okay, fine. You want to talk about the next play? Did he play. call
0: the timeout right away? I'm Just not sure if it was clock. right.
1: No, because the, the clock would have been stopped because it was, it was an incomplete pass. So right. it was an incomplete pass. And Lovey's thinking about whether or not to challenge it. And he calls timeout. So probably they can look at the replay you know, upstairs. They can tell him whether or not to challenge it. Clearly, it's an incomplete pass. Uh, everybody in the world saw it. Then he decides to challenge it mm-hmm. with almost no chance of winning, which costs him another timeout. Mm-hmm. You're down in the fourth quarter at this point. What are you doing? That you just wasted two timeouts without mm-hmm. any time running off the clock. Uh,
0: that's uh, That one was not good. First of all, I'll disagree with you a little bit. And the catch by Greg Olson, and the it was a catch. And then the pursuit separation of the football when he hit the ground was not that obvious. I do think you needed some time to hear from the guys upstairs if you want to review it or not. I forgot the clock's not running at the time, so why would you call the first timeout? Right, right. That makes no sense at all. I'm thinking the clock's running. All right, quickly, you call timeout. Right. No, the clock was stopped because... They ruled it an incomplete pass on the field. Okay. Well, then, then I'll give them blame for the first timeout. And again, in the first half, we used a couple of timeouts too. And that's, you know, that's the sign of an organized team too. You have to save your timeouts. Right. Be organized, especially if you're down in the fourth quarter. You need as much time on the clock as possible. Second half of the game of a close game, you do not call timeouts early. You have to have those timeouts. From a defensive standpoint, if the other team's got the ball, so you can give your offense one more chance. Right. I'm of the philosophy, Brady. Again, fairly close game, early second half, and I'm about the clock, the uh, time clock is about to run out. Take the five yard penalty. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm not wasting it. I don't. You know, be organized and don't have the time clock run out. But if it's a matter of the two, give me a five yard penalty. I'm saving my timeouts. And these things happen, you know. There's players who get
1: confused on plays, but you're right. You know, you you might want to think about, you know, saving your timeouts for when you really need them because the Bears had a chance to go down and tie the game, but they had no timeouts to to work with. So I mean, you know, there there comes a point well, in time where you
0: know, I'll disagree with. They had plenty of time. You don't need the timeouts on offense so much. But I mean, what stopped the drive was not the lack of time. You need the timeouts when you're on defense. You can use them on offense though too. Eh, overrated. I mean, you can't.
1: Yeah, but there, there's there's times when a timeout comes in handy when you throw a long pass down the middle of the field. You know, you got to get your guys up to the no, line. No Some of the question. guys may not be as quick as they used to be. No question.
0: But but you alluded to the fact that it affected yesterday's two-minute no, drive. No, it did no, not. no, 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 no.
1: But I am just saying they, they can come in handy. They can
0: come in handy. But where they're critical, my opinion, where they're critical is you don't have the ball. Right. There's nothing more painful. It's There's one of the nothing, most, right. of the most painful moment in all of sports. There's very few sports where the other team can just tick, 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 and run the clock out, and you can't do anything about it. That's painful. Avoid the pain. Save your timeouts. I think that's where it's most critical when you're on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 888-463-6748, the phone number. When we come back from our first break, we'll go beyond the Bears and uh, – cover some of the other games, Brady, I don't know if you've been in here on a Monday or not. We do the NFL round them up and wrap them up some quick highlights. We fire out some of the games from yesterday. Any uh games you want to talk about out there folks? Uh, dial it up 888-463-6748 whatever city, whatever state you are calling from, whatever pro team you are rooting for, you want to talk about that game yesterday. You can do it. Not a lot of college football now over the weekend, but there was the Army Navy game. Right. Which I I did not watch. I was I was out
1: Busy, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe you can talk about that one.
0: I didn't watch it either, but I do know that Navy won seventeen to three. I think it's their eighth win in a row over Army. Eighth consecutive win. Things are rough in the Army. They might fire a general. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get a couple corporals to go. <laughs> you bring Bobby Bobby Knight back to Army, possibly, <laughs> and coach the football uh, or, team. Or uh, who was the guy who used to coach? Um, used to be the Detroit Lions coach, and then he
1: um, went to... uh, Oh, I can't think of his name, but I know who yeah. you're talking about. Did he
0: go to coach Army? I think so, yeah. yeah. Used to be the Georgia coach, too, I think, right? What? And it's not Petrino, is it? No, that's who no, no, no. So I was thinking of, too. But, uh, yeah, rough times. Rough times for the Army football team. They've lost eight in a row. Congratulations to Navy and Northwest Missouri State. Won its uh, Division II National Championship. They beat Grand Valley State, and apparently they've been in the championship game four times in a row.
1: Is this the and Northwest Missouri State years. or Grand Valley?
0: No, uh, North Missouri State. Oh, North Missouri State. So they had lost in the championship. I think I got this right. Four years in a row. Wow. Finally, they make it again, and they get over the hurdle and they it win. Sound like the Buffalo
1: Bills in the early nineties. <laughs>
0: yeah. So wow, that, well, that's good.
1: And we we talk about Division Two. You know, why can't Division One have a have a playoff system? That's another debate for another day.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's another debate. I'll debate you with. <laughs> if you'd like to <laughs> debate that debate or debate another debate, you could debate it all here on the TalkZone.com. Brady Stiff in the house with the coach today. We'll take a quick break. Back with the NFL, round them up and wrap them up. Back in a minute. <laughs>
1: are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach
0: john Cohn. Now, me and brady during the break discussing the midi situation afghanistan global warming and we covered health care a little bit all that in 40 seconds that's a quite a discussion
1: absolutely obama Not- was on 60 minutes last night i don't know if you watched that. who was Obama, Never president,
0: heard of it. president, really? yeah, cool. on sixty minutes, yeah. Who was interviewed? Diane Sawyer or Charles. I, Gibson? I
1: wasn't watching it. I just okay. saw the promo. All right.
0: Well, now that we've discussed the world problems the, uh... for forty-five seconds, back to the bear offense. <laughs> that's right. Which Which is hard to, what's harder? to turn a around? By problem by the way. in itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? If you had to turn around something, what's a more tougher test? Uh, healthcare, education in America, or the Bears' Ooh, offense?
1: That's that's a close one. I, I'll go with healthcare because <laughs> football doesn't encompass everyone, but. Uh-huh. It encompasses my world. So football for me, mm-hmm. healthcare for everybody else. Right, I'm a pretty you, healthy guy.
0: There you go. <laughs> we are going to give you a full medical exam as part of our producers talkzone.com. Our assistant producer, or man behind the scenes, I believe is what's his name? Greg Myers. Is that Greg? Randy. I'm sorry, Randy. Randy Myers will be doing some uh, full inspections in the next couple of weeks. So, oh boy, your health will be. Uh, let's just say, if it is good, it'll be confirmed. All right, and just remember to bend over and turn and cough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not oh, funny. Haha, funny. Oh, queer. <laughs> Goodness, Dave. Over the weekend, I sent away you know all those self-help tape books. You know they got the self-help tapes. I should say not books, self-help tapes. So you know I sent away for one on how to handle disappointment, and I got a box in the mail the next day, and it was empty. <laughs> Oh, boy. How'd you handle it? What time's the show over?
1: Uh, 11, I think.
0: What better time than to go to the NFL Round'em Up, him Up, David Olson, our producer. Not for long. This might be his final show, folks. <laughs> We've enjoyed having him with him. It's been a great run with David, and I don't know who will be in tomorrow. Do we have some music for the uh, Round'em Up, Wrap'em We do indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, arguably, very, very arguably, I might add, the best Four minutes in all of Internet Sports Talk Radio. Let's do it. Our Monday version of the NFL. Round them up and wrap them up. Right, Brady, Stiff game number one. The Indianapolis Colts keep the streak alive. They didn't dominate, but they beat Denver 28-16. And how about Denver receiver Brendan Marshall? Unbelievable. Was it 20, 21 catches? Something like that. NFL record. NFL record.
1: 200 yards, couple of scores. Uh, This guy, in the beginning of the season, wanted to be traded, was making a mockery of himself in practice, uh, in training camp, and wanted to be traded. And now, he's turned it around and apparently is very happy in Denver. They, you know, this is a good team, the Denver Broncos. Started the season out 6-0. and They ran to a buzzsaw yesterday in the in the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, but, you know, I, I like Denver. Denver's a good team.
0: 21 catches for one receiver, and they still lose. And, by the way, speaking of records, Indianapolis sets the NFL all-time record for regular season victories. Pretty impressive. All-time 22 in a row for
1: the Colts. Right. We talked on Friday about how much respect I have for the Indianapolis Colts and for Peyton Manning and how I think he's going to be the best quarterback of all time. And I'll I'll stick by that, too.
0: Game two in the dock of the New York Jets. They are back. They were good early in the season. Then they had a big slump. Everybody counted them out. Rex Ryan looked like he had a bad case of indigestion, and nobody yeah. could be indigested like the the surly one, Rex Ryan. But now they've won three in a row. Twenty six to three over the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Jets are back. It's, it's the Buccaneers. But you know, I,
1: I think I don't think Mark uh, Sanchez played in this game. Mm-hmm. But uh, Thomas Jones is still a productive running back in the NFL. Two scores, 99 yards, helping out my fantasy team. Uh, but let's let's keep it in perspective. They played the Buccaneers.
0: Game three of the NFL. Round them up, wrap them up. We've... Previewed it as maybe the game of the weekend, and it was one of the more competitive games, big game, San Diego on the road, knocking off Dallas 2017. That was a marquee program-making win for the Chargers. Norv Turner, eight wins in a row quietly, and a tough loss for the Cowboys.
1: Quietly only because they're out west, but now they're playing the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas Stadium, Cowboy Stadium, whatever it's called, at New Mammoth Stadium, uh, but Phillip Rivers plays well. I
0: think uh, it's called
1: the Seattle There you go. I think. Uh, Tony Romo plays well, also two touchdowns, no interceptions, but uh, they still find a way to lose in December, and uh, Wade Phillips might be looking for a new job come, uh, come January.
0: What do you think of our new NFL rep Up music? I kind of like it. I'm nodding my head along with it. It's pretty good. <laughs> I like it. All right, next game in the dock at the Miami Dolphins defeat Jacksonville 14 to 10. Pretty good game, late touchdown drive. Chad, hannah, 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 pulling it through for Miami. He's become one of the uh, surprise stories in the oh, NFL yeah.
1: this year. The Dolphins are one of those sneaky teams that are, you know, they, they beat the Patriots last week. Uh, they're, you know, they're they're a good team. They, I, I think they're still in the playoff hunts. Ricky Williams is carrying uh, the load on his shoulders now that Ronnie Brown's on IR. Chad Henney looking good. Uh, he might be the quarterback
0: of the future there. Game five. Game five of the dock of the Carolina Panthers taking on New England. The Patriots are not the powerhouse they used to be, but they haven't fallen off the edge yet. They got a big win as they work their way into the playoffs. Beat Carolina 20-10. to 10. Randy Moss is not happy. He had only one catch. He's starting to mouth off again, but always good with Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's always, it always will be with Tom Brady, but... What is up with Randy Moss? He just, I don't know, he shut it down yesterday. The Panthers' cornerbacks were were talking a little smack afterwards, saying they knew he would shut it down if they got in his head a little bit. I think minus six yards and his one catch he fumbled. Just didn't look like he was interested at all. And frankly, the Patriots were a little bit lucky to pull off this one.
0: Like I said, Dave, arguably the best four minutes is Sports Talk Radio. Many people will argue vehemently, by the way. Bring him on. <laughs> All right, game number six of the dock at The other undefeated team, they kept their streak alive, Two Barely great ball game. New Orleans and Atlanta. That's kind of a growing rivalry. It's a fairly mm-hmm. new one, but a pretty good rivalry in the NFL. Just another day at the office. Brady's dip for Drew Brees. 296 yards, three touchdowns. Field goal late by a young man named Garrett Harvey who wins the game for the Saints.
1: Yeah, and the Saints find a way to stay perfect. Uh, we talked about how the Colts may not want to go 16-0, but the Saints definitely want to go 16-0. They want to take it all the way. Uh, I think if Matt Ryan played this game, though, they, the Falcons might have pulled it out. The Falcons are a good team, even without Matt Ryan and Michael Turner. Yeah, I
0: like their coach, Mike Smith.
1: Yeah, good. good. He's got a good thing going there in the
0: ATL. Game 8 on the dock. we're almost done, folks, with, again, arguably the best four minutes in all of Internet Sports Talk Radio. Minnesota, take it on Cincinnati. We thought the Bengals were for real. At least I did. They proved maybe they're not either that. But the Vikings are pretty good. The lost Arizona in the hindview mirror. The Vikings were awesome. A little bit of Sidney Rice. A little bit of Brett Favre. A little bit of Adrian Peterson. Mix them all together. Brady Stiff. And you got a 30-10 to 10 victory over the Bengals. Yeah, and the Bengals are a good
1: team, but you know the Vikings are a good team when Adrian Peterson's only rushing for three yards to carry the last couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, they still got a ton of weapons. Brett Favre is playing at an MVP uh, caliber rate, and uh, the Vikings prove they are... hmm Still there. They're still there. And they they are probably the second best team in the NFC. By the the way,
0: everybody talks their offense, their defense ain't bad.
1: Their defense is pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody thought it would be the defense. Actually, it would would be the offense that would Mm -hmm. carry this team with Favre and Peterson and all those uh, receiver weapons. But the defense has really stepped up big time.
0: Hopefully, there will be no upsets. Hopefully. I would, uh, and I'm assuming you would too, love to see an NFC championship matchup. The Saints against the Vikings, that would be some that quality would be, NFL football. That would
1: be probably the best game of the year. Yeah, That would, that would surpass the Colts and the uh, Patriots from a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think that would be probably the game that would catch everybody's attention around the country. Might
0: be even better than the Super Bowl, which will get all the right, hype. But... Right,
1: right, right. Right now, the way they're playing, Vikings and, we, and Saints, and we could have two teams undefeated going into the Super
0: Bowl too. That's with the Colts and the Saints, which has obviously never happened in right. the history. Well, the right. Miami Dolphins wouldn't like that, would they? No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't
1: be able to pop their champagne bottles.
0: Jim, kick Larry Zonka, Paul Warfield, that obnoxious group. Uh, back in the day, they weren't. They were a great team. Right. They've become obnoxious over the years, trying to root for other teams to lose. What would they root for in that game? A tie? <laughs> I guess. Which is impossible. Somebody's got to win the Super Bowl. Anything's possible. Uh, finally, a wild and woolly game last night. Brady was not able to watch much of it. I watched a little bit of the third quarter. Great. Sunday night football game. The Giants and the Eagles. Philadelphia won. Tom Coughlin battling Rex Ryan for the best indigestion, disgusted yeah. stomach churn.
1: <laughs> well, that defense has given him all that heartburn. Ooh, I mean, you give, I mean, the, the Eagles are a good offense. But you cannot give up 45 points at home, especially 30 in the first half to the Eagles. I mean, I mean, this is a division rival. You're playing for first place in your division, and you go out and lay an egg like that on defense. That's that's embarrassing. Hmm. And they, uh, they lost their defensive coordinator last year. I think he's the head coach of the Rams. Steve
0: Sarkasian or something like that. Uh, Spagnola.
1: No. Okay. Something like that. Close enough. Yeah. And, uh, we'll go with that. And, uh, now their defense is <laughs> suffering, quite obviously.
0: <laughs> That's the talkzone.com. Yeah, we'll go with that close it's, enough. That's the expertise yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're not two experts, guys a mic. folks. It's user friendly. Sports talk radio. We don't claim to have all the research departments and a couple of sports nerds. Basically, what we do on two guys in a mic is we talk sports. We jump off the sports page. We have some fun, laugh a little bit, cry a little bit. That's what we do, Brady. Every Monday through Friday, ten to eleven Central Time.
1: We haven't cried yet. Are we going to do that a little bit later? I did before the show, okay. and I guarantee okay.
0: after the show I will. I'm trying to <laughs> hold my Chicago Bears thing. You know, I'm trying to be professional.
1: Right, right, right. Hold- well, I, I, I'm long past the Bears. I'm
0: I'm yeah, on a ribbon I mean, for the
1: Blackhawks now. I
0: mean, I'm still I, I still feel bull or uh, Chicago Bear pain. And as soon as the show on us next afterwards, which. Could be a fix it show. Could be something about beauty pageants. It could be a show in no Russian. I'm not what sure what it is. Russian, huh? But whenever it ends, whenever our show ends and the next show comes on, believe me, I'll break down crime. All right.
1: I <laughs> I I'll, be, these, I'll be there for you. I take these bear
0: losses very hard. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the self help tapes aren't, aren't right, helping yeah. me at all. Yeah. That empty box. Yeah. All right. So, uh, there you go. Your uh, NFL round them up, wrap them up. Any games you want to talk about? 888 463 6748. We are down now, Brady, to what? Final? Three games of the year, correct?
1: That's right, that's right. And I think the the Bears, if we want to talk about the Bears, they got the Ravens coming up next week. Another tough game on the road. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be five and nine after uh, after this coming week. Well,
0: and the Ravens are still playing for the playoffs, correct? Right, that's right.
1: Mm-hmm. And they they've got a their their defense isn't as good as it has been in the past, uh, but their offense has really taken off in the last year and a half, two years. So. Mm-hmm. Another another tough game for the Bears. Ray Rice is probably going to run rampant. Joe Flacco is probably all right, all right, going to complete enough, a right. lot don't, of
0: I don't passes. I need a Preview of the Baltimore Ravens. I'm, here. I am. I'm, I'm going to break down crying when the show is over, and this guy's breaking down the Ravens for me. Enough already. Look at I, I get your point. We're going to get waxed again. <laughs> Talk about hitting a guy when he's down. Uh, Monday Night Football. Pretty good game tonight. Arizona yeah. against Mike Singletary and company. Arizona could be. Maybe the one team that sneaks in and can destroy a Minnesota, Carolina, uh, Minnesota, New Orleans matchup. Well,
1: they already destroyed Minnesota a couple weeks ago, so um, yeah, the Cardinals are one of those teams that you know they'll either play really well or they won't, and you know we, they should win this game tonight, uh, especially with Kurt Warner playing. That offense is very explosive, and that defense proved they they are no slouch either when they uh, handled the Minnesota Vikings. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like the uh, the Cardinals. Tonight, pretty pretty easily.
0: Uh, it's fun to watch Mike Singletary in the sidelines. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah.
1: I-, I love watching those animated coaches go at it.
0: Yeah. So and he he can he can get uh, he can get that disgusted look that intimidating look that he had as a player. Mm-hmm. He can do that as a coach too. I enjoy watching a uh, coach Singletary. He's of the
1: old school mentality. Yes, he the, is. the Bill Cowher types, the Bill Parcells. Yep. I love it. I wish we had someone like that here in Chicago.
0: Even the old schools, when Singletary walks up and takes a look at him, the old schools start shaking. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, That's how much he is intimidating. But All right, so we got NFL covered real quick. Before we take a break, uh, one other uh, note. On the college front, we talked about Army-Navy, the Division II Championship. Congratulations to our listeners in the northwest Missouri area. I'm hoping, Dave, that we do have. We're huge there. Some listeners in northwest Missouri. Huge. You think so? I think so. Really? Yeah. Right, we got to work on Southeast Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, but Northwest Missouri wins the uh Division 2 National Championship. Congrats to them. Brandy, there was also an award given out in college football. I believe it's called the Heisman Trophy. Many argue the greatest trophy in all of sports. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, it's taken a little bit of a heat
1: a little bit of heat recently because they tend to give it to the best player and the best team, not necessarily the most outstanding player in college football, which is what it's supposed to be. Yep. And Mark Ingram of Alabama wins the award. And previously, no player from Alabama, with a storied history of Alabama football, no player from Alabama had ever won the award before. Mm-hmm. Go figure. So they, Not they, Johnny Musso, the Italian stallion? No, no. Not, not Kenny
0: Stabler, the snake?
1: No. Shocking. So they give it to Ingram, and really, I, I think it came down to the championship game weekend. Mm-hmm. Mark Ingram played outstanding. Colt McCoy, not so much. And Damion played uh, a fantastic game against Texas, but uh, you know not a whole lot of people saw his games because Nebraska wasn't as nationally televised as an Alabama or a Florida or a Texas. Uh, and the last time a defensive player won it was what, 15 years ago? Charles mm-hmm. Woodson. Okay. Um, so and he wasn't primary. Well, he was primarily a defensive player, but he did kick return and all that good stuff. So, unfortunately, I don't think Ndamukongsu had a chance going into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he'll still be a very high draft pick. So Ingram wins it, Colt McCoy loses it, and t- Tim Tebow finishes dead last mm-hmm. in the Second final. Second place was uh, the Stanford running back. Toby Gerhardt. Yeah. That's right, and he was he was outstanding. Unfortunately for him, you know, just like Ndamukongsu, not a lot of people saw his games because he plays for Stanford. They don't mm-hmm. get a lot of national coverage. Uh, so, But he had a very... Very good season, and he'll be a
0: high draft pick as well, i got to think. Probably the least sexy Heisman Trophy winner. Usually that's a marquee award. The last four, five, six years, it's slipped a little bit. There hasn't been that superstar power. Now, Tim Tebow's got a lot of that... Well, Out we, of we football had, charisma, so
1: he brought it back a little bit. We but, had you know. the Reggie Bush, we had the Matt Liner, You know, those what? guys played for USC. Those guys are rock stars right. in the college football world. And
0: there was Jason White of Oklahoma, Sam world. Bradford. Where's Jason
1: White these days?
0: Well, I was, you know, when you <laughs> mentioned Charles Woodson, I was going to make the point, uh, which many people have, that the Heisman Trophy certainly does not mean professional success. In fact, right, it's been almost quite the opposite. Charles Woodson has been the exception. He's probably Uh the best defensive back in football right Right.
1: now. Right, yeah. Or one of them, if not the best. Chance to be your NFC, maybe NFL Defensive Player of the Year. That's right. That's right. I think it's going to come down to him and Darren Sharper, maybe, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, of the Saints. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Jason White is out of the league. He had to retire, I think, before he took an NFL snap because his knees are so bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt Leiner, what has he done? Kurt Warner's there. Uh, Reggie Bush has played pretty well. I mean, he... He's not a spectacular player, but he's right. serviceable. Mm-hmm.
0: But very um, few Heisman Trophy winners, not that many, make it. And the ones that do, not often stars. Yeah, it's interesting. Right,
1: and and we'll see what happens to Tim Tebow. Yeah, uh, you know whether or not he's going to play quarterback in the NFL, maybe be used as a tight end. I think I think Sam Bradford, who won it last year, will be a very good NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. I-, I think he'll have a lot of success in the league.
0: Mm-hmm. As long so, as he stays healthy.
1: Yeah, and he's g- he's got to stay healthy. You know, he may not be as high a draft pick with his shoulder injury, but I, I think he's going to be good. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, we'll take a quick break, our final break. It's a one-hour show. Only, folks, don't go anywhere. It'll be quick when we come back. We'll take your phone calls, dial it up at 888 463 You can email us at Mike2Guys. That's M-I-C and number two, Mike2Guys at AOL.com. We'll take a quick break. The aptly named Brady Stiff and the coach with you here on the talkzone.com
1: and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn.
0: And we do welcome you back. Final segment, Two Guys and a Mic. We appreciate you joining us here on a beautiful holiday Monday for all of our Jewish brethren out there. Brady, we should wish a happy Hanukkah. I think we're about the Third halfway point day, of Hanukkah. Fourth day, I think.
1: It started mm-hmm. Friday, if I mm-hmm. do say so myself. I'm not Jewish, but mm-hmm. I think uh, I think I heard that it started Friday. Okay. So, and it's an
0: eight-day celebration. Eight-day celebration, yes. So I'm not good at math, but
1: we're about halfway through. That's generally about half, four, eight, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Beautiful. Happy Hanukkah to everybody out there. Brady Stiff and the coach with you right up until uh, 11 o'clock, central time, of course, 888-463-6748, the phone number. I came in here driven my normal nice hot cup of coffee, and Brady, you walked in with what appears to be that a 26-ounce cup of beer. some kind of carbonated beverage with caffeine of course root beer from mcdonald's yeah
1: yeah i i I like the taste of root beer in the morning i understand
0: that it's not you know as a nutritionist as a physical education teacher as a coach i must scold you a little bit that's not (laughs) not what you want to be eating as a breakfast meal my friend
1: see i'm not i'm not a coffee drinker okay and um i didn't wake up early enough to make a nice breakfast so uh, I had to sacrifice a little bit, and uh, but I'll tell you what I refed nine basketball games over the weekend. Really? Yeah. So I think I I earned the root beer
0: a little bit this morning. I was not aware you're a basketball ref. What, uh, I am. what uh, youth leagues? Well, the
1: the I did a game Friday night that was uh, junior varsity. Okay. And then I did a game Saturday morning that cool. was girls freshman. And oh, so then you're I, doing high school ref? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then I did some rec league games with sixth graders. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Over the weekend and. <laughs> <laughs> one of the games I did yesterday, I ref these games with my dad. Okay. And, um, one of the calls we made, I think it was a, a jump ball we called. Mm-hmm. And one of the coaches was not happy. And he picked up a chair and was about <laughs> to throw it across the court. In a high school game. No, this was a sixth grader game. Oh,
0: sixth grade game! Yeah, sixth grade better. game.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> anyway, I, I had to chuckle a little bit because uh, these teams are named after Big Ten schools.
0: Uh-huh. No, t- please don't tell no, me. he was Indiana. No,
1: he was Purdue. Okay. And Bobby Knight, when he threw the chair, it was against Purdue. So <laughs> I had to
0: chuckle a little bit. <laughs> oh goodness! You know we do a show on Thursdays. Yeah, I was going to say that that'd be perfect. We a might perfect bring that discussion. up, youth sports fan forum, if you're. Uh, New to our talkzone.com. We do it each and every Thursday, immediately after our two guys in a mic show mm-hmm. from 11 to 12, a show specifically geared to youth sports. Maybe maybe I'll referee. call
1: in and tell a story then. Yeah.
0: Because absolutely. That, that would
1: be a perfect I story. I also,
0: you'll be happy to know, I refereed a little bit over the weekend myself. Did you? The two of us doned the, the black and white stripes. Little did we know. There you go. I was reffing uh, yesterday over Hersey High School in a special Olympics tournament. Oh, yeah? How was that? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I've been doing that for years. Very, very enjoyable. I start off, I'm the uh, like the MC for the opening ceremonies. Mm-hmm. So I got one shirt on, and then as soon as that's over, I rip that shirt on. You got the stripes on. Put on the uh, stripes and referee special Olympics basketball. Always an enjoyable morning. There you go. However, the guy I was refing with uh-huh. was part type A personality and part maybe future talk show host because he was one of these <laughs> guys I couldn't stop talking. He's talking to the fan, talking to the player. I mean, the games lasted like twice as long. As <laughs> You hate to get mad at your fellow referee, but shut up. Let's get the game going. Yeah. He thought yeah. he was on stage.
1: Yeah. Well, let's bring him in. Let's let's have a, a
0: discussion with him about all things sports. I don't know that we could, quite frankly, have a discussion. We could bring him in. Yeah. But we'd be listening. He'd be talking. <laughs> there you go. I think that's pretty much the way it goes. But that's outstanding, and uh, I'm glad that that 26-ounce root beer is not part of your regular morning routine well i'm not falling asleep this morning so i'll okay. say it's a success anything anything to keep you up for this particular that's show.
1: right I, I only have to be up for an hour and then mm-hmm. i can go back home and go to
0: bed you had mentioned before the break brady stiff the chicago blackhawks played yesterday big win for them we don't talk a lot of hockey here on the talkzone.com but uh we can do that then the hawks had a big four nothing shutout and their offense had been about as dismal as the Chicago Bears the last few weeks. Right, but you, I think with the Blackhawks, you knew
1: they would get it going again, whether it was Patrick Kane, who had a great goal last night, uh, Marion Hossa, Jonathan Taves, uh, Chris Verstee, any of these guys are able and capable of scoring at any minute. And uh, the Blackhawks' offense, we saw them put up, what, seven goals against the Sharks in San Jose. This team is as explosive as any. And what a performance last night by Antony Niemi a rookie goaltender, gets his third shutout of the year, I think in only his eighth start, Mm
0: -hmm. and that is fantastic. It was a great performance, because I was there. Mm -hmm. It was a great performance for a period and a half. Mm -hmm. The final part of the second period and most of the third period, Brady, you could have shut them out. There was not a whole (laughs) lot of pressure at the goal. Right. 18 shots on goal for the game.
1: That's a credit to the Blackhawks' defense, though. So, I mean, yeah, Antony Emi doesn't always see a ton of shots, but he stops the shots that he should, mm-hmm. and even some that maybe he shouldn't, because I've seen him make some spectacular saves. But the Hawks were excellent defensively last night as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is the best team in the NHL, and hopefully come come wow. May and June, we're talking about a yeah, Stanley Cup playoff something
0: run. something to root for. a yeah. pretty strong statement. Best team in the NHL. we got some listeners out there that... Uh, Maybe want to differ with that thought process, of our new hockey expert here on the Talk Zone. Two guys in a Mike Brady stiff. Dial it up at eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. It would be fun because we're not going to have the Bears or the Bulls to root for, That's but right. uh, maybe, maybe the Stanley Cup could be exciting for yeah. our Chicago fans.
1: Haven't had one in Chicago since what nineteen sixty one. I remember it was a while. The, the last time the uh, the Blackhawks won Lord Stanley's Cup. I remember it too. Not really, mm-hmm. but um, uh, yeah, I think. 1991 was the last time they were in the Cup Finals, so it's been a while, and uh, Hawk fans deserve it, especially
0: mm-hmm. the ones who stuck through the bad times. Yep, I took about 20 years off. 20 years? Roughly 12. I was a huge hockey fan. Mm-hmm. Huge. And then, um, you know, age 22 to about 40, probably about 23 years. I took two, basically two decades off of hockey. Mm-hmm. The Blackhawks, I should say. Yeah. But now I'm back. I am watching, and I started to watch even before they started the win, so I'm not a bandwagon jumper. Hockey's a phenomenal game, and I mentioned I went to the game yesterday. Brady, first time in 30 years that I've gone to a Blackhawk game. That's awesome. I've been going to a lot of AHL games, the right. Wolves, you know, right. once we or talked twice a year. about this on Friday, yeah. From very Howard. fun, very cool, thoroughly enjoyable. I've gone to watch some high school hockey. Uh-huh. My first Blackhawk game in 30 years. we got awesome seats. Second row. Second row behind the plexiglass. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Anybody get checked right up against you?
0: Oh, got a lot of. them. That's awesome. And we had two or three fights in the game. Yeah, that game got physical they, at the and end. They, but they were down on our end, so uh-huh. that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Ben Eager with a, not a sucker punch, a couple legitimate. He just decked that guy a couple times.
1: Was, was that when uh, when Taves got hit?
0: No, got spun around. I that, think that that wasn't was before end? that. Okay. Yeah, the game got a little chippy as it went on. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, some good fights, good goal team, but boy, hockey's a great sport to be at if you get a chance. Mm-hmm. I know it's tough. We got lucky to sit that close. It is that much more awesome. But uh, great experience, great crowd, a lot of fun. And the concession stands, you do need to bring an arm and at yeah. least half of it.
1: Yeah. I'll Holy bet. mackerel. I mean, even at the AHL games, you'd think the prices would be a little yeah. bit more reasonable, but yeah. seven bucks for a beer. Yeah,
0: I took the kids <laughs> up there. You know, I brought my wife back a beer, two beers, chicken sandwich, a couple of hot dogs. You know, that'll be like 76 hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> got to be kidding. <laughs> Holy underwear! Am I paying for the people behind me or not? I mean, take it. Easy. It's unbelievable. And, by the way, the mascot for the Hawks, Tommy Hawk, Uh huh. he's a little worrisome. Why is that? Tommy Hawk was, uh, let's just say. Is that the bird that goes yes. around? Yeah. Why let's a Let's just say that, uh, you know, Tommy Hawk. Oh, a Hawk, I uh, guess, yeah. Tama, Tommy, right. Tama Hawk, Tommy right. Hawk. But let's just say, and you're well aware of this, mascots can get away with murder when it comes oh, to yes. talking or groping females. Uh-huh. And Tommy Hawk was clearly on the hunt last night. Uh oh. Oh yeah. Of course, you never know who's
1: underneath the costume. So. No, exactly. It could it could be a woman too. Yeah,
0: well, that's true. <laughs> but it's interesting how that same person without the outfit. Uh huh. You're so much more reserved, you couldn't do that. All of a sudden, you right. got the mascots out there. Nobody had. can see you're you. You're arm around, you're <laughs> groping, you're loving. He's got the, he's got the little hawk head, uh-huh. and he's like putting the hawk beak head inside the girls' heads <laughs> and then having a picture taken. It's actually a good look. Yeah, but Tommy Hawk definitely was uh, getting his I didn't see him after the game, but I guarantee you, Tommy Hawk was having fun post-game as well. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. He probably got a few phone numbers and was
1: going through them.
0: Oh, life is rough for a mascot,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah, I'll bet.
0: By the way, I always said one of the best things in sports is, when, is mascot on mascot violence.
1: Mas- yeah. I've seen some mascot fights. Those get, good? Those get rowdy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's nothing better than seeing two mascots get... And usually it starts out friendly. Right. Right? right. But you then know, the visiting... Someone, like in yeah. college, the visiting mascot comes over a little nudge here. Right. And a push and a trash talk and a nudge and a push, and then all of a sudden... But you can tell when it becomes a real fight. Oh, yeah. And it's the best. Yeah.
1: They start going on the ground and punching and kicking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. My
0: kids still talk about I took them to a Northwestern game when they were young. Uh-huh. And Willie the Wildcat got into it with the Horned Frog from Texas Christian. Oh, man. It was awesome. <laughs> and, again, it started off with just a friendly little push and shove. But it was right on. We were in the end zone. Right. Right in front of us. it was a, It was a great moment. Oh. A wonderful father-son bonding moment. Oh, bet! As Willie the Wildcat is getting pummeled by the Horn Frog.
1: <laughs> oh man, good times.
0: Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Folks, we'll revisit some of the NFL games. Brady still trying to recuperate from his Chicago Bears losing to the oh, Packers. Gosh. Packer week is over, Brady. We lose. Thank God. We get swept once again. Yep. First, First time in Lovey Smith's
1: this. career that the Bears get swept by the Packers, and that's. You know, when he came to Chicago, that's what he wanted to do was beat the Packers. Well, mm-hmm. he didn't this year.
0: Boy, you know, for all Jay Cutler's negatives and the interceptions he's thrown, how many times has he had a chance late in the game with the ball, two-minute drive? You know, maybe there's a minute 18 left, minute 30 left, but we use that term. Right, the two-minute offense. The two-minute offense. And, and, and not once has he moved the team down the field. His yeah. decision-making... And again, I argue sometimes that it's a system, but the bottom line is the Bears have it once all year under Jay Cutler, march the ball down the field.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's a little worrisome, you know, to not be able to do that. When you see Peyton Manning, Donovan McNabb, Tom Brady do it so easily and so effortlessly, and then Jay Cutler struggles this much, especially when they get down to the red zone, you know. How many interceptions does he have in the red zone? I mean, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. He leaves the NFL in picks, I think, what, 23, 24 now? Interceptions? I, I mean, Some of this decision-making, granted, some of it is the receivers not finishing routes. We saw yesterday him take Johnny Knox aside and say, hey, you're supposed to do this when the defense does that, and he was throwing it there, but, I mean...
0: He underthrew the ball.
1: Yeah. Johnny
0: Knox beat the receiver. He badly underthrew the ball, Mm -hmm. and the second one was inexcusable interception also.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're you're right. Some of these interceptions are just so egregious that Mm -hmm. you have to say, what in the world are you thinking? You're you're supposed to be an all-pro quarterback with unlimited arm strength and he's under throwing guys on a 20 yard pattern i mean
0: come on the only good thing about that first interception it was one of the few times and help me out maybe i'm not watching correctly i've only gone to one bears game maybe some folks out there have been to all the games can tell me differently but it was one of the few times i've ever seen jay cutler go over and talk to you... one of his receivers yeah when you see him on the bench how often do teammates come up to him how often is he talking things over? with? He sits by himself. Yeah. Well, what is that?
1: I mean, some, uh, some guys, that's just how they work, but you'd uh. like to think that... Or don't work. Or don't work. Because it right. ain't work. Right. You'd like to think that some guys can talk to their receivers and say, hey, what went wrong? What route did you think you were supposed to run? What did you see with the defense? Here's where I threw it. Here's why I threw it here. Mm-hmm. Let's get it right next time
0: and is the fact that very few bear players and again i'm only going by what the camera shows us so maybe it's not thoroughly accurate but very few bear players ever ever come over pat in the back or go talk to jay cutler
1: right i think he's, they're afraid to because he'll snap okay. they
0: think he'll snap but I, don't, I would he, argue that's not a recipe for success no either.
1: he can be a temperamental guy and you know some people have said oh he's abrasive with the media he doesn't want to address the media well when you're losing that much, I don't want to address the media either, you know. And sometimes mm-hmm. he gives one-word answers that aren't helpful to the media at all. And some people are all over him for that. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he should just let his play speak for itself on the field, and he's not doing that right now.
0: Well, maybe you don't want to talk to the media, but that's part of your job. It is, a, it professional is a requirement. Athlete. Yeah, it's part you know of your what? job. And as disgusted as, as it is, use a sense of humor. Yeah. Even when you're losing, you know, try to lighten it up a little bit. Don't mm-hmm. joke about it. Because nobody here wants to hear anybody joke about their team losing. Look at, look at what Jeff Fisher did. You remember
1: this? No. A few weeks ago? When they were 0-6. Is, his team is 0-6. <clears throat> excuse me. And he goes to a a fundraiser in Nashville, and he walks up with a Peyton Manning jersey on, uh-huh. saying, you know, I wish I had Peyton Manning as my quarterback or something like that. And, uh, you know, he, he laughed about it. The media was all over him for it. But he had a good time with it. Mm-hmm. And look at him now. They're fighting for a playoff spot.
0: Yeah, you can... You can have a little levity about it, a little humor about it, without making a joke about it, because we do know that the fan base can be passionate mm-hmm. and they can take that the wrong way. But right. you know, at least you know, talk to the media. Don't shy away and uh, you know, lighten up the mood a little bit. Yeah, I think that would play well for most of the fans.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, <clears throat> next year we'll get a fresh start. You know, Aye. new training camp, hopefully a new <laughs> offensive coordinator, if not a whole new mm-hmm. coaching staff. Someone who might be able to utilize his talents a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh hopefully an improved offensive line. A fresh start. I'm already looking forward to next August, July for a fresh start with these Bears.
0: Brady's stiff like a true sports fan, like a two bear fan. Like a already. true Cub fan. Yeah, exactly. You've had plenty of years of practice. That's right. already looking forward to next year, and there's still three games left for this year. Right. But that's what we do here in the fine city of Chicago. Uh right, Brady, we got to ramp up today's show. A pleasure having you in. It looks like you Down to about 23 of the 26 ounces of root beer that you brought in. Oh, it's empty. Completely empty. It's empty. Wow. (laughs) Bathroom, by the way, is the first door on (laughs) the right as we exit. Uh, I won't wait for you. I'll be in the parking lot. But uh, we appreciate you coming in. Hope to get you back in the not-too-distant future. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate you having me here.
1: And it's been a blast two days in a row. Friday and Monday, so this was good. Don't rub
0: it in. <laughs> if any of our female listeners want to track you down, how might they get a hold of you? I know on Friday you said you were very much attached. Uh-huh. I'm assuming after this weekend you might be eligible still. Uh,
1: Still uneligible, yeah. Uneligible. Uneligible, Ay, yeah. That's
0: no fun. <laughs> All right. I'll straighten Brady out. I'm going to cry in my spilt milk after the show. David Olson, our producer. Great job. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. Thank you so much for listening to Two Guys and a Mic. We'll do it at 10 tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. We'll <laughs>